Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You know, we all know leaders who talk the talk but don't walk the walk. It's because we're all broken and we're all messed up, and we all do that at some level, but but some literally that's all they're doing they're, they're just an empty shell an empty voice um, not really living out the principles that they're calling others to live and it's it's a dangerous thing if that's you you need to repent you need to turn back you need to look to god in all things um, but some of you might be asking me um, shane how do you put these principles into practice especially since i've been one who uh, has been at my current church for many years. What about if you walk into a new space? Do these principles actually work in different places, in different contexts, as you're saying? Well, after today, I hope that I can help clarify that because I had an awesome opportunity to go into a brand new place that I'd never been in my life. And I put these principles into practice and I'm gonna share with you the findings of this last week. That being said, welcome to episode 19 of the Total Ministry Makeover. Welcome to the Total Ministry Makeover. On this podcast, we have one goal, to lead church leaders on the right foundation for life in the ministry. Regardless of the size of your church or the size of your leadership, if you follow the steps of the Total Ministry Makeover, it'll dynamically change how you lead in the church, and by extension, how your church will reach your part of the world for Jesus Christ. I'm Shane Thacker, your host. Thanks for listening today. So I have to ask before getting into the actual story here, what is your favorite 90s Christian song? And go. I had this post that uh, is on Facebook. You could check it out in the episode description. But Jonathan S. answered, I don't know if you consider this a worship song, but my favorite 90s Christian song is, you ready for this? Jesus Freak by DC Talk. Oh, yes. Brian Selvage said, Cartoons by Chris Rice. Yes, thank you, Brian. Love that one. Trey Stump said, Awesome God by Rich Mullins, and anything by Rich Mullins as well. Amen and amen. I love that. Love that song. Love a lot of his stuff myself. Um, Robert K said, Shine by Collective Soul. It's so awesome. Um, Dana Taylor said, Anything by For Him. 
Tanya L said, what if I stumble by DC Talk? All these are so good. Love this. If you have a favorite 90s song that wasn't mentioned here, um, drop it in the comments. See, see if you can even maybe tag the artist and see if they would respond. Love this. This is a great opportunity, great conversation starter, and, uh, and, and all the feels. My goodness, it's just awesome. So I told you I had this story to share. Um, this last week, I was able to go and connect with a church camp and preach at their high school camp. So I'm going to back it up way back like six months ago because I was in this youth ministry group and there was a, a post that showed up and they said, hey, uh, I'm looking for a person to come and preach at our high school camp. Uh, you got to be in the Southeast Kansas area. And um, we're looking for someone within our denomination, of course. And I was going, okay, I'm in Northeast Oklahoma. That's Southeast Kansas. wonder where this is at. It's just two hours away, come to find out. And so I messaged and said, hey, look, uh, I would love to look into this and see what see what we can do. Well, we got to collaborating on it. And there's my friend Chris, who I got to meet through this, who's the dean at the camp and just an awesome guy doing an amazing, um, amazing work with this camp and with his church, with his family. They're just awesome people. And uh, it's just cool how God brings people together, right? God uses anything to bring people together. And he used social media to do this. And so we're there together. We're, we're having a meal together and just discussing the ins and outs of the camp. And um, we, we wanted to do a series on the life of Peter. And this series... Uh, is available actually in the episode description as well. If you want to look at the playlist of this, I've got it listed there. It's got all five sermons on this. But we we went in and and just prayed about God. What is it that we could do on the life of Peter? And so I had uh, several people that I went in and trained with, and I, I actually just kind of did some some different trainings, different in person stuff online, and just really poured into this week of camp. And one of the biggest things that we did was pour into this week into prayer. And as I was continuing getting closer and closer to this to this week, this last week that I went, God was just laying it on my heart. Shane, you need to get filled up. You need to get full of the Spirit. You need to be just completely um, engulfed in God's Word. You need to be completely ready for anything. And so I did. I prayed about this, and I, I thought, you know, I know that I have these principles here of the total ministry makeover. What if I applied them to this camp? What if I really poured into this camp as best as possible? And God laid it on my heart, made it very clear. Um, Shane, you need to do more than preach. You need to be available to leaders and just talk with them and just listen about their situation and and pray with them and encourage them and that was so that was my goal this entire week of being there and I thought what better way to go into a new space than to follow these principles that I've been teaching all this time so if you don't know um, we have a very simple setup for the total ministry makeover it is so easy to understand uh, it's just so straightforward so step one stepping stone one is fall in love with the Lord. Fall in love with the Lord. It is the number one commandment. It is the greatest commandment. It's the most important thing you could ever do in this life, is fall in love with the Lord. Well, the second step is fall in love with the church. 
So we, we applied the principle of the second greatest commandment out of Matthew 22, right? Where, where Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to love your neighbor so well that you're willing to do anything to make sure that they have that love of God in them. If you really love your neighbor, you're going to have them, you're going to show them the love of God. Well, I applied a twist to this, <laughs> this second step. Instead of fall in love with the church, fall in love with the camp. Ooh, how does that change whenever we go into a new space intentionally going, I'm going to do everything I can to fall in love with all these people. I'm going to do everything I can to, to show them the love of Christ in the best way possible. It's amazing what happens when you come in with the right perspective. Step three is assess your strengths and weaknesses. Step four, assess the church. Step five, start leading your teams. Step six, kill the golden calves. Step seven, transition to purpose-powered ministries. And step eight, raise up leaders. So I did everything I could to, first of all, just fall in love with the camp. Just love every bit about this camp. And there are so many amazing things that this camp had to offer. I, I drove up there with my family, and we, we came, and we got to see all the people here. We got to see all the students here, which are just amazing, amazing group of kids, too, for that matter. And a lot of our perspective, when we walk away from a place we 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 almost reinforce the perspective we already had before going there. Does that sound familiar to you? If you have a negative perspective about someone and you walk in and you go into their space and you talk with them, what's going to happen? What's it going to take for them to turn your perspective around? Quite a bit, right? You, you You're likely going to be reinforced on your negative perspective about them. If you already have this negative perspective and they do one little thing wrong, it's just going to galvanize that, right? Well, the same is true if you flip that narrative and say, you know what, I'm going to do everything I can to fall in love with this place, with these people. Then there is nothing that they can do that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be mistakes that are made, right? You're not going to overlook these, these major flaws, but at the same time, you're going to look through those problems and you're going to see them as God sees them. That's the difference. Do you see the difference it can make if you would walk into a new space of ministry going, you know what, I'm going to love these people, all of these people, as God loves them. I'm going to love them through their flaws, through their failures. I'm going to love them through their problems. I'm going to love them through whatever it takes. I am going to love them. Oh, man. This was a game changer for when I walked into this camp. I have never, um, I, I've preached at many different venues and different camps and stuff like that, but I've never done it in a way, uh, in a place that I've never, ever, ever been before with people that I did not know at all. I did know the one. I knew Chris, of course, but, but I've never stepped into that kind of space. And so this is totally foreign to me. What happened when I made myself available? What happened when I fell in love with the camp. Well, I'm going to give an opportunity to share what that what what exactly that looked like as we continued with the months of prep 
the months of prayer, the months of pouring into this this opportunity that we had for this week of camp. So that being said, I will tell you how that went after a short break. Starting soon, I'm going to offer in-person seminars to cover the principles of the Total Ministry Makeover. Attendees can purchase a signed copy of my book on-site and will have opportunities for various Q&As during these events. For booking or more information, contact us at facebook.com slash Pastor Shane Thacker. And whether you're after my book or podcast or blogs, you can find all the resources that I have available on shanethacker.org. Go ahead and check out the website and do share that wherever you can. Now back to the show. So to finish out the story... Uh, that I got to share earlier about going to camp and, and just being a part of this this camp. I modified Stepping Stone 2 to fall in love with the camp. How did it go? Well, the, the week of camp itself came. And you know that with the heat in southeast Kansas <laughs> in July, I think it was 108, 110, somewhere in there at the start of the week, it was miserably hot. There's, there's things that we could have easily looked at and complained about, and, and 99% of it was the heat, right? But I walked in, falling in love with the camp. Before I even set foot on the grounds, I already knew that this was a place I was just going to love. Love is a choice, right? Love is, love is a choice. You can choose to love a place before you walk into the doors, before you walk into that next church of yours, before you uh, step into a certain ministry position. You can love that place before you set foot in the door. It is possible. It's doable because it's a choice. That's what I did with this camp. I even told the dean, I said, look, I want to do anything I can to be available to the students and to the leaders this entire week. So if you would, just let me wander. Just let me be available. Just let me be a listener for people because I think people need that right now. And and God really laid it on my heart to do just that. And so Chris, uh, he's like, yeah, go for it. You've got your speaking role in the evenings. But besides that, you are at large. Like, you go ahead and do whatever you need to do. And I was so thankful for him understanding that and just and just letting me do that. Because I wandered, and I wandered, and I wandered all week long. Just wandered around camp. And I would stop wherever I was at with whoever I was going to be with, knowing I just love this person. I've already chosen to love this person. What can I do to serve them this week? It's a game changer, guys. It is a game changer when you do that. Because all week long, I started making more and more connections. And by the end of the week, I knew just about every single one of them. And this is not a massive, massive camp, but it's a good-sized one. <laughs> There's a lot of people there. It's a lot of new names to figure out. But when you really work hard to get to know people, you hear their stories, you start hearing about uh, like these students, some of their family lives. You hear about the adults, their future plans, or, or some heartbreak that they've been through. 
it changes everything when you've chosen to love them before you've ever even met them. Do this. Follow these principles. It works. It works. When you fall in love with wherever you're at, and you know just how much Jesus loves them before you even set foot in the doors, it changes everything. So yes, we had a great week of camp. We had we had a great week of this time where we could fellowship, where we could just break free from all the rest of the world, what's going on there, and just talk about our lives that week. I got to be transparent about who I was. I didn't have anything to hide. I got to be transparent about our family and about the struggles that we face in ministry and how we can struggle through those we can face those struggles and and just push right through them because we have this loving God who takes care of every single one of our needs all the way through everything we do. We can trust in him in this and we can share our testimony because we're putting it into practice what God has taught us. And no, we're not perfect. <laughs> we're not perfect. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a cough here again. We're not perfect. But we are stumbling together in the right direction. We're living in a way, just simply seeking to honor God. (coughs) How can you fall in love with the place you're at right now? How can you love this place so well wherever you're at? That before you set foot in the door, you already know just how much you love the people that are going in there, that, are, that you're going to encounter that day or that week. What can you do differently right now to love that place even more? Please do this because it's a game changer. We had many leaders that just connected with us. We had many students that connected with us in ways that they never would have connected with us if they just saw Shane on stage. No, they saw Shane the person. They didn't They didn't just see Shane the preacher or Shane the pastor. Uh, they saw Shane the person. They saw the real raw me sweating it up at 108 degrees. <laughs> And they saw who I was. But I hope they didn't just see a broken Shane. I hope they didn't just see a broken me or, or, the, or, or an elevated version of myself. No, I hope they saw Jesus through me. And that's my prayer. That was my prayer leading up to the camp. That was my prayer all week long was, Lord, speak through me. Not just... Yes, speak to me, but also speak through me. I want people to see you when they see me. I want people to, I want to get out of the way and just let you move, God. How would that change your ministry if you did that today? How would that change your life if you did that today? Some of you are already doing that, and that's fantastic, but I'm just wanting to challenge us all as a reminder. Put these into practice. Don't just talk the talk, but walk the walk. For those that were a part of this wonderful camp week, if you're listening, I hope you know just how much that that I mean this when I say that I fell in love with the camp. Like, 
I love you guys. It is just amazing what you all are doing. Many of the church leaders that were present were volunteers, um, not paid staff. They were they were just there. Some of them, there's a one in particular, and I, I won't name anyone, um, of course, but there was one in particular that was a volunteer, and he'd been there for four weeks, um, unpaid, unpaid by his work. He just makes that level of a sacrifice. Some of you do that too. Wow. I, I'm just... I'm just blown away at the level of sacrifice that you do. So I just want to stop and say thank you, especially those that are volunteers. You're making uh, not only the time sacrifice, but the money sacrifice too. And the impact you're making on these students and these places is phenomenal. Keep up the good work and keep up the Lord's work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That being said... I went home and I was talking with my wife about it, and I said, you know, I, I really applied the principles of these of, the, of this, and I, I fell in love with the camp, and I was just amazed and shocked at, at, at how God moved this entire week through this situation, and Christina was just laughing at me. She's like, Shane, you didn't believe in full... <laughs> That you that the principles that you were talking about actually worked, and I was like, no, I, I do, but but it's still cool to see it in action. <laughs> so she had to give me a hard time on that, of course. But I I'm just blown away at this. I I want to I want to do a little dare. I dare you, okay? Because I I want to really challenge us as leaders. I dare you to put these principles into practice, and you tell me if they're legit or not. Maybe they don't work in your context, in your context of ministry. I want to hear why. I want to hear what these principles, what about these principles that we're teaching, the stepping stones of the total ministry makeover, why these do not work. I dare you, because I can promise you, it is a game changer. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it as I'm coaching other leaders. I dare you. I really dare you. I think you could put these into practice in your church and go, man, I can I can test these waters on this. I can test the waters in my context of ministry, whatever I'm leading in, or if I'm uh, whether I'm I'm paid vocational ministry or if I'm a volunteer or if I'm just now stepping into that. You can put these into practice as a follower of Christ. And I can promise you, because I said, I dare you, I can promise you, if you do this, if you follow these principles, it will dynamically change how you lead in the church. And by extension, it'll dynamically change how your church will reach your part of the world for Jesus Christ. Put these into practice and watch God move through it all. You've got this because God's got this and God's got you. So excited for what God is doing and the different stories that I've been able to hear over this last year from people like you who have submitted uh, anonymous stories, who've submitted um, different stories that you, you wanted to publicize, and that's fine too. We can do that as long as it's allowed to be made public. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's just amazing hearing these stories. I want to continue that trend. I want to invite you to be a part of the conversation, to comment on uh, different posts of mine that I've made that that uh, that resonate with you. Um, 
to sh- send me a message if you want something uh, Q&A answered privately. That's fine. That's great. I love it. Be happy to help any way I can. I'm just hoping to lead leaders on the right foundation for life in the ministry. Toward the end of each podcast, I try and do a Q&A segment. So that being said, if you have a question that you'd like answered on the show, I would love to help out any way I can. Um, any ministry-related question, I will be glad to answer it based on the steps of the Total Ministry Makeover, or um, if it's something else, I'll, I'll answer on that as well. This question is a something else question. You will not find this question in the Total Ministry Makeover. So, Here's the question. You ready? Shane, I noticed on your last several events that you had an online registration form. What is that program, and is that available to any church? Great, great question. So it might be available to your church because um, this program that we use at our church is through our bank. Um, The program is called Easy Tithe, so just spelled like it is without any spacing, Easy Tithe. E-A-S-Y-T-I-T-H-E. Now, Easy Tithe is a simple program that is based on text giving. That, that's the majority of what they do. Uh, you text give to whatever number it is that they set up for you as a church. And then you fill out a form online. Whoever texts that, they set up their banking information just like signing up Apple Pay or anything else. And after that, after you've set that up, like for example, when I set that up, if I texted the number 10 to that number, it would give $10 automatically um, to the church. And for the church's records, as far as their uh, their tax exempt or tax deductions, um, for those that want to track their for their tax purposes, um, it, it automatically tracks that in there too. So it's just awesome, awesome program. On top of that, okay, so so that's already cool enough. You can customize event forms. And I mean, you can put in uh, whatever images you want. You can put in um, different, like a medical release form that they've got to check the box, or, or there's a certain amount that you have to give per child, per event. That's great. It's all customizable, and it's all easy, easy, easy to set up. If I can do it, any idiot can do it. So Easy Tithe is that program, and uh, yes, I, I offer that uh, through any event we do. So yes, really good program, and if you have something similar through your bank, um, I, I don't know what other banks offer. Uh, I know there are paid subscription services that do that for you. This, in particular, Easy Tithe is free. Um, we, we pay, uh, our church does pay like a, a service fee for each time there's giving, but it's, it's very minimal compared to what other places offer. Um, and for what you're getting out of it, it's just awesome. I, I highly recommend that. I will put that in the episode description for anyone that's interested in that particular service if they want to see if their bank carries that program as well. And I got a Q&A, um, and it says, can we talk fundraising for a moment? <laughs> yes, we can. Those of you that have been on the show for a while know my feelings about fundraisers, so uh, I will not hold back. <laughs> says, do you require leaders attending camp to help with any fundraisers? 
Uh, my answer is no, but I will I will go on for the rest of this. <laughs> the The past two years, my husband and I have been doing all the fundraising on our own that we do. Oh my goodness, we do over fifteen fundraisers for camp with no help. Whoa. Okay. I'm not even going to read the rest of it. There's a long paragraph after this, and they're saying, are we asking too much to uh, to require our leaders? Yes. Yes, you are. Um, you're asking too much of yourself. You're asking too much of your leaders to expect them to be at 15 fundraisers. Now, now to ask them to be at one, I get that. Yeah, that's that's an important thing. Uh, but But let's just do the math on this. Camp ends, and you're looking at the next year. And you have to do 15 fundraisers. There's 52 weeks in a year. So you're doing a fundraiser roughly every three to three and a half weeks. That is way too much time just in getting handouts, first of all. There is so much time that could be used uh, in prayer in Bible study, in, in like so many different things that you could be doing, you as a leader, you personally, you are spending so much time on this. That that's that's I don't know how much each fundraiser is, um, how many hours that may be, but that is an incredible amount of time. You're dedicated. There's no question about it. But let's look at the paradigm shift for fundraising. This is a blog that I put out, um, and there's some principles in this blog that you really need to check out. First of all, uh, we as a church do one to two fundraisers a year. Our big fundraiser goes to a mission trip. It does not go to camp. Everything else, if a child wants to go to an event, um, we offer work opportunities. And by that, I, I'm i not talking a car wash. I'm talking we offer going and picking up limbs on different properties we offer, <clears throat> for those that are older, um, a lot of the young guys have, have done this. Um, if they've, they've been around a mower, um, yeah, they can go mow a lawn. If they're, if they're uh, the people are comfortable with it that are having a, a minor come and mow their lawn, yeah. We have them do this stuff. Why? Because we want to shift their thinking from dependence to dependable. You see the difference. It's it's not a handout. It's a hand up. We're not we're not trying to get them to say when I need money, I need to beg for it. I when I need money, I need to get my hands dirty and I need to get working. That's the shift. That's the shift we need to make. And in the process, what you do is you're going to find yourself making these meaningful connections with older generations in the church that are saying, "Man, this youth group is not the type." that just sits on their butts and plays video games all day. This group is not the type that is lazy. This group is a group of young people who are the hands and feet of Jesus, and they're looking to go to this event so they can learn more about Jesus, and they're willing to work, they're willing to sweat for it. That's a youth ministry I want to support. It works. It works, Okay. Shift the thinking. Get away from these fundraisers. Bring in work opportunities. Put in if if you have to put in a board, like where you you bring in a board and it says 
this student is capable of doing this, babysitting, uh, cleaning house, window washing, I mean, you name it, whatever they're skilled with. I know a lot of these students don't have a, a great amount of technical skills, but they have something they can do. And when you shift that thinking and allowing them to see just how dependable they are, man, it's a game changer in your youth ministry. So I didn't answer your question the way you wanted, I know, but get away from the fundraisers. So I will put a link to this blog in the episode description. Make sure to check it out and let me know how that goes. I really hope that this has been a benefit. Um, you know, I never want to come across as harsh, but I always, uh, <laughs> I know I come across as harsh on fundraisers. I, I tend to mock um, that thinking. <laughs> so I need to get away from that myself. But I um, hope that can be of help seriously and that that can help you on the right foundation for fundraising for these events. That being said, what a blessing it has been today and, and just an awesome time. I appreciate you putting up with me. Normally I have a guest on the show and uh, and I, I definitely look forward to having some more soon. Maybe I'll have Chris on the show one day um, that was the, the dean at the camp that got in touch with me about today's story. I think I might try and reach out to him and see if he can be on the show soon. But that being said, if you have questions, send them my way. Pray for these situations. Pray for yourself as a leader. I am praying for you as a leader, as a listener. Uh, you are a valued person. You are a valued leader for Christ. And so just thank you so much for doing what you're doing and to seek in any way you can to lead well, whatever context that looks like, whatever it takes, all for Christ. Thanks for listening today and God bless.